Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Rihanna Crisp. She creates health and lifestyle content on social media, and she also runs a business helping women move their bodies and feel good. In this conversation, we discuss how Re went from hating running to running marathons, her tips for beginners, dealing with injury and setbacks, her career path to being self-employed, dealing with increased standards for yourself, the importance of finding your why, how to build a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I really enjoyed this conversation with Re. I really love her positive outlook on health and fitness and just life in general, to be honest. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Ree, welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Very good. I know you've had a bit of a stressful journey here, so... <laughs> Trains. We're going to chill out now. <laughs> nice and relaxed. Um, the first thing I want to ask is, for anybody that doesn't already know you or doesn't follow you on social media, can I get you to do a little personal intro into sure. who you are? So, this question is always so bold, so broad. Um, so, I'm Ree. I currently make videos on like running lifestyle wellness just trying to like motivate people to get moving and feel their best but I've kind of fallen into it in the last year so the whole of 2023 has been an absolute whirlwind because I was still working in 95 still well had my online coaching business on the side but had a very transformative year so it's all very new and very much figuring it out um but yeah I basically work on social media full-time now and I run a lot I eat a lot and I like to travel a lot and I like to post about it. <laughs> I feel like that is a perfect summary into <laughs> what you do. Me in a nutshell. But I kind of want to take it back before we explore those topics. Mm-hmm. Because every time I sit down and have these type of conversations, I always want to know the building blocks that built the person that I'm kind of sat in front sure. of. So before you made con- um, content creation your full-time job, what were you doing before that? 
So I've had the most rogue employment history. How old are you before? 25. 25. Okay. 25. 26 next week. Mm. Day after the marathon. Okay. Um, I've had literally the most random employment history ever. I did like the classic. My first job was Topshop. So represent. Did the whole like, yeah, RIP. <laughs> so I was talking about this with a friend recently. I was like, I've done the most random jobs ever. Paper round, Topshop, Waitrose. Learned a lot doing those kind of jobs. And then throughout like uni and school and stuff I worked in like coffee shops as a barista like pulling pints did all of the random hospitality jobs worked festivals I've always been very mo- like motivated to make money and like like kind of sustain myself always been very motivated in that sense and I yeah. loved learning new things so if there was ever an option like to be barista trained I always like jumped at it I loved that and then I graduated in lockdown so I did geography at uni graduated in lockdown so I was kind of thrown into the deep end with adult employment because I was just like sent home basically middle like didn't get to really finish uni didn't get the whole like graduation uni summer figuring out your jobs so I kind of came home no one was hiring everything was chaos so I was just living off of my student loan that was what was left and then I got a job at a sustainable fashion startup company which was actually quite cool okay doing like marketing graphic design it was like a very because it was such a small company I was like you know you do multiple roles under one Name and it's like a bit of customer service, but I basically didn't get on with that job, which is so fine, not for everyone. And I went to work in a call center for like. I worked in a call center. It was Waitrose. Was it? Waitrose customer service. No way. Yeah. Waitrose girls. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I mean, I hated it, but it served a purpose at the time because it was work from home. So, like during sure. COVID, like it was just so ideal. ideal. Had the Britney mic. Definitely an upgrade right now. <laughs> so I did that and then I kind of moved up within that company. So like went on to do their social media team, then went into like operations. And then I, while I was in that job, I like trained and qualified to be a PT because I'd like kind of found the gym was like saving me in a lot of other aspects. So I like trained to be a PT and a nutrition coach. And then I quit that job to go traveling. So like just like took a career break, I guess. Came back and I promised myself when I left that job that when I came back that summer I would start up my own like online coaching personal training business and so I did that it's now called the re-club and I did like face-to-face personal training for a bit realized that wasn't for me just because I wanted a bit more like freedom in terms of where I needed to be like I didn't want to have to be at the gym all the time so then I moved to mainly online coaching but while I was like building that up from November last year I worked again random freelance jobs like I worked in an engineering company up in London doing their admin I did some freelance marketing and like social media management and then I also worked on the reception at my gym so like had like fingers in many pies yeah and then March this year I went full-time in the re-club doing online coaching which lasted a month because then I like fell into content oh wow making okay. videos for the London Marathon in April so like it literally lasted a month and I kind of realized the reason I started um like online coaching personal training was to have an impact and like help improve people's lives and like get people to find exercise and feel their best and then I kind of realized I could have a bigger impact and a bigger audience doing yeah. content so then I kind of like I've now transitioned and I'm still transitioning. It's been a bit like of a whirlwind, but yeah. That's wild. And the reason I always ask that question is because I think it's important for anybody listening to understand that you didn't just finish school and then overnight you had this TikTok following and Instagram following and you could just make videos. Like you've done so many different jobs and probably learned so many different things from those jobs that have then allowed you to then create the content that you're passionate about. The same as like, the random subjects you did in school you look back and you think they're pointless but I think everything every single thing that we do up until this point is like 
got you where you are now like every random job there's things I still look back and I'm like I learned that waitrose like yeah. learned that in that call center learned so much like the jobs that you look back on you're like oh felt like a bit of a waste of time they're just never a waste of time and even if it's you realize that it's not what you want to be doing then you've still learned something like you've never lost anything really. yeah exactly and even if it is a bit draining at the time yeah. you do, you will look back in hindsight and think oh actually yeah I learned a lot like flipping call center jobs like it is it is really tricky because you get so much grief down the phone but you you suddenly like build up this kind of like resilience and confidence Absolutely. which I think is so important yeah so I really want to get into your running journey because mm-hmm. that's when I started following you right. was the running videos coming up on my social media and stuff so how has running become a part of your life were you so, always a keen runner or no not, not at all I was like massively anti-running I was like not a sporty kid growing up like you know how some people grew up doing a specific sport I never really did that like I would dabble in netball at school but I would always be in goalkeeper just so I could stand still like I never (laughs) wanted to do anything didn't want to run and I also like struggled with my weight quite a bit and so running just always felt really hard for me and like when I was at uni in third year my best friend went to Australia and she started doing parkrun with her auntie I would like look at her doing it it looked amazing obviously it was in Australia so it was stunning and I was like wow I really wish I could run like that'd be so cool and so when she came back from her semester abroad she like took me to Southampton parkrun because I went to uni in Southampton and it took me like 37 minutes and I was like dead deceased I was like I cannot run this is so hard and I tried for like I'm gonna say three months like we would go for like a 5k a week and I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere and I found it so soul destroying and I just like it just like kept knocking my confidence because I was never getting any quicker and people would come in and run like a 25 minute 5k Mm. off the bat and I'd be like how how so I like (laughs) gave up and then lockdown came around and everyone was doing like five for five I gave that a go and I remember and I hold my hands up to this and I fully lied about this like I like went out on my Strava and I'd like run for a Because yeah, everyone like did a screenshot of the run. Yeah, and I was so embarrassed because what I also like to say to people now, like the people that you see posting their runs online are people who can run. Do you know what Mm. I mean? You don't really see the people at the beginning. People don't post it. Um, And so I was like there, like with my 30, which is amazing. Running 5K full stop is huge. And so I was like lying, which I'm annoyed at myself for contributing to that, but it's fine. We're we're doing it now and I would like run for a kilometer and pause it and run for a kilometer and pause it and post it on my story like five for five so I did that and then again just didn't really run I never really ran more than 5k and then when I decided I wanted to be a PT and like I had this kind of realization I wanted to use what I'd found in the gym to help other people I was like I'm gonna give running a go because if I found this in the gym like I've always wanted to be a runner so before I went traveling last year I booked onto a half marathon Oh, in wow. Richmond I just booked it and I was like yep gonna give it a go and I had this friend from work who was like a he's an amazing runner like run multiple marathons speedy speedy guy unreal and he like wrote me a plan and I stuck to it and I ran my first half marathon in Richmond in like two and a half hours and died like was cri- like crippled for the next had you tra- week. did you train for that yeah so I did and I tried hard but like not really because I still didn't really get it and I never wanted to like share it I never wanted to ask for advice because I was like embarrassed about my pace and I always just felt like I wasn't a runner but doing that half marathon felt like a massive achievement like it is it's absolutely huge like society now like I know I'm part of it we've normalized running these crazy distances like that's amazing so I ran that in two and a half hours and I literally was like bed bound for the next week like I was just written off and I think it put me off again because I just didn't know how to run and how to scale correctly and how to train properly and then I went traveling and did no exercise and just like lost it all which is fine it happens Mm. and then 
I, I turned 25 last year and I just had this like massive realization. I don't know what happened. People always ask me why I started doing this. And I don't really know. Yeah. I just kind of like had a bit of a moment and I was like, yeah, gonna do it. And I made this list of 25 things, 26 things I wanted to do before I turned 26. I love that. Because I'd had mar- like run a marathon on my list. Like everyone's always like, oh, I'd love to run a marathon. I'd said that for like, however long I've been writing goals lists and I was like right I'm actually gonna do it this time like I refuse to like carry it over to my next list and so the week before I turned 25 I signed up I like entered the London Marathon charity place and I was like right well if I get it then I'll run it knowing full well that I was going to get a charity place because it's a really good way to get in and a week into turning 25 I got the place and I was like brilliant gotta do this now now. I actually have to do it and I was like oh my god what am I gonna do and so I like again like tried to get back into my 5ks up until like Christmas and then it got to January, four months to go. And I was like, right, I actually have to like do this thing now. And just, I don't even know how I did it differently. I think it was just, I was in a completely different mindset to before. And I like properly scaled it correctly, like actually got a plan. Yeah. Accepted that I wasn't a 4.30 pacer, which amazing for 4.30 paces, but I would just like accepted that my pace was my pace. And I think that did come down to like working with clients as well, that I was just realizing that everyone starts somewhere. Mm. Like the best thing is just to start. Just like literally started building it. And I was so lucky that there was a girl from my gym who was also running it with me. So I did all of my long runs with her and I don't think I would have got got through it. That's nice. Which when I also was like running with people is like so important and so amazing and such a good way if you're finding it really daunting to get into it. So I just started doing it. And then I had this idea of like making a running video. And I was like, maybe I'll vlog a run one time. did it and it just like a few of them like I say took off like got a fair amount of views and I was like oh people like this and then I started getting messages of people like oh my god this is such a normal pace like thank you for sharing or like oh my god well if if you can do that maybe I can do that and then it like just spurred me on because I was like this is why I wanted to like work in this industry like to get other people moving and feeling their best and I just started making running videos and then I think as I did that and I saw the impact and I felt the impact personally of like just running on my mental health like that is the best thing I've ever done for my mental health and now I love it and that obviously around the London Marathon which was amazing yeah and like, talk me through that experience literally going from someone who ran like a 37 minute 5k and was like written off yeah to running the London Marathon in a pace that I used to like scream about running a 5k at was just like the most surreal like I give my like thinking about it, it was like so emotional for me but the thing is and obviously race day is amazing but it was the training because I think the whole of that training just like changed my life the things that you learn running 30k on your own on a Saturday morning like is insane the mental resilience you have to have like the things you learn about yourself the way you get yourself out of that like pain cave and like learn to push through I just can't compare it to anything else. Like I've I've like strength trained for a long time now and I love it, but nothing compares to like running for me. So yeah, just started running four times a week. And I think it was more like the brain space, getting outdoors, getting off of my phone, meeting the people, meeting people in the running community, like going to run clubs, like meeting like-minded people. It's just absolutely unreal. And I literally signed up to the Lisbon marathon before I even finished London. I was like, I love it so much. Got to do another one. (laughs) Want to do another one. And I've even like, especially in the last few weeks, like where I've been injured and everyone's been telling me like I have to sit still I've massively felt how much it has changed my life like running yeah running has changed my life like not being able to do it it's just classic you don't know what you have until it's like gone and I'm just like feel so lost like my routine like the time you have just on your own completely because I love running with people but running on my own like that's my like brain space that's my sort through everything that's going on 
and I've just massively missed it. So it's a huge part of my life now and I cannot wait to go for a run. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not surprised. Wait. I want to get back onto that. But first, I just wanted yeah. to ask you that um, I saw you posted a reel. We've kind of touched on it, but in that you said how you'd wanted to be a runner in the past, mm. but there'd been many failed attempts, which you've explained. What do you think was the main thing that changed that's allowed you to actually make it a part of your life now? Oh, right. It's so annoying, but it is just doing it consistently and like realizing that you don't start good. Because I just kept, yeah. The reason I failed so many times is because I expected to go on even like three runs and be good and good. But what even is good? Like it's all relative. I think it was just realizing as well. Well, mainly for me, the reason I've actually been able to stay consistent is not using running as a tool just to like burn calories and just like using it as that thing. Like for me, it's now a mental health. Like that's the reason I really keep doing it. Mm. I think that's the way I've managed to stay consistent is changing my why for doing it. Because if you're trying to lose fat, that's great. Running is a great tool if you want to increase your expenditure. Fantastic. But if you want to do it like really consistently, for me, that wasn't enough of a driver to keep me going. Yeah, so I just found it soul destroying. I think, yeah, changing a why around it is probably really good advice. Yeah. And you said something else as well. Sorry, I've majorly been stalking. <laughs> <laughs> but you said something else that was like, if you waited to run till you were good, then you would never have started yeah. because you have to push past the pain barriers, like you've said, yeah. and do the dis, um, the uncomfortable runs in order to get to a place where actually you can run at a comfortable pace and enjoy it. Exactly. And it's just letting go of your ego yeah. and realising, yeah. like one thing that I've massively realised was the people that post those runs run regularly, like... sure. There's no one who, like, I know so many of my friends who do run and they never post it. And I just had to let go of, like, everyone's pace is so individual. And, like, especially as girls, your pace can change so much from week to week in a month. Like, the way that you feel on a run. And so just, I I haven't worn my Apple Watch for, like, two months now. And I think Mm. just letting go of, like, all of, like, the numbers and the pace, like, all of that pressure behind it. Don't get me wrong. Having numerical goals is amazing. Like, and I have some PBs I definitely want to hit. And they have a place. But that's not the reason I'm running to begin with. Not for every single run and stuff. And I obviously, there's so much, like, and running isn't for everyone as well. Is one thing I do like to push as well. Like, I know I'm a massive advocate for running. I think it's amazing. But some people just hate running. And that's also so fine. Like, find a form of movement that I think gets you off of your phone, gets you outside. And, like, looks after your heart and your head. Like, just makes yeah. you feel your best yeah some I think it was um oh it will have released um James Beardwell <laughs> said on my podcast that he truly believes that there is a form of movement for everybody out there yeah. and it might not be the gym it might not be running it might be yoga or mm. cycling or boxing or something and so I think that is also really good advice yeah but obviously you found running and I just think that's amazing yeah talk to me about the injury and how that's kind of impacted your journey. I know you've just touched on yeah. it, but so I feel for you. It's just, I've never known anything like it. Like I would hear people talk about like running and like well, injuries just like, and they'd be frustrated about a race, but I never related to it until yeah. obviously now. It's one of those things, again, you just don't understand until you felt it. But I think what I'm most frustrated about is that I just got so caught up in running all the time, like, running two marathons back to back as somebody who really only started running this year is really intense and that's something I'm again trying to make clear in my content at the moment like running these distances isn't normal <laughs> like yeah. I've surrounded myself with these amazing people who have potentially been running for years or are professional athletes and I love that for them that is amazing but I'm not an athlete yeah. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be either like I think I got very caught up in it and I was like actually my body that was probably maybe not the wisest decision for me to run two back to back, but it's just an overuse injury. Basically, I just overdid right, it. Right, okay. 
um it's just my IT band and it's just meant everyone I've seen like I'm not I haven't torn anything it's not a long-term injury like I've not put myself out forever it's just pain it was painful to run and everyone I was seeing like again I'm learning on the job as well like speaking to these osteos and speaking to these physios like I'm still learning about running and like how to look after my body best and how to improve my performance and stuff but they've all been like you can run like you are fine um but if it hurts like just be careful and for me where I have now realized how much running affects my mental health and how much like I do rely on it I think I would rather rest for five weeks and be able to run for five 50 more years than get cocky and try and run like two weeks ago and try and run like a I don't know, like a crazy distance and then put myself out four years like that's yeah, not sure you're looking at like the long term yeah like I'm strategy not competing here. for my country I don't have like do you know what I mean it's so easy to get caught up in like running these I don't need to do that yeah. I really don't yeah but yeah it's frustrating mm. but I've also again learned so much like there's always a lesson from it like I've learned so much about resting and like I've tried so many new like things like I'm now obsessed with reformer pilates I'm trying to look (laughs) at the positives of it and like I've tried so many like yoga classes I tried hot yoga for the first time and also in the time that I would have done a long run a couple of weeks ago I like went and took my granny out for lunch and I was like there's like there's just it's a whole lifestyle thing is what I try to push as well like unless you are a competitive athlete or that's like your main goal right now you doesn't have to be your whole life and I think I got to the point where like running was a very very big part of my life and realistically I had to remind myself to take a step back with this injury that I have so much more that I'm passionate about as well like eating like traveling yeah 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 but I guess you kind of forget that when all your concentration is going on running and training especially where it's now my like job as well exactly it's so intrinsically linked so yeah it's something um Imogen said she's coming on oh, yeah. the podcast. I know. I think you guys are friends. Yeah. And she's done a little Instagram post about getting yeah. injured. And um, she said a really important thing, which is that, yes, it's a bit rubbish, but it's also normal. And it's the nature mm-hmm. of running these endurance so intense on your body distances yeah because I guess like if you're just going out and doing like a 2k or a 3k and that's comfortable for you, then you're less likely to then pick up an injury. Whereas when you're suddenly doing all these miles, it's like, well, yeah, it's going to happen at some point. But it's yeah. almost a reminder of like, oh, I've been like doing a shit ton of running. So much. Like me and I met up with Imogen this week and we were both chatting about it because we are both struggling. Oh. But I've also like, we were both saying, especially like you can still go and be part of the running community. Like just because you can't run right now, like you can still go and support your friends at their races. Like when Johnny ran the last day of the line, like, I went and got on a line bike and I cycled behind and I was still part of the vibes and like I'll go and support my friends at races and stuff like that. You can still be part of it. It's not, I feel like I felt myself slipping back into that all or nothing mindset where I was like, well, I can't run. So I'm, I need to just remove myself from the running community. Yeah. Like I can't be a part of it right now. Yeah. Mm. But I even, I'm kind of a big advocate. Like even if you don't want to run, you can still be part of the running community. (laughs) Like just come and meet us after. Like they're just such a good like group of people who are so driven and motivated and just like to do a lot of the same things as what I found. So I think you can still be part of it, even if you do just genuinely hate running. Yeah. And that's been fun. So something I wanted to ask, which leads on Mm. quite nicely is for people that do want to be a part of that, but perhaps they've never really tried running before or they have but they haven't really stuck at it like yourself a few Mm. years ago what would be your main tips for somebody who wants to get started let's get started running so my like biggest tip and I've said this to so many of my online coaching clients as well because they come to me like I want to run but I can't run 5k we've I don't know who made it up but there is this like unspoken thing of doing a like 30 minute 5k I was thinking that yeah and I don't don't know know where it's come come from. from 
Like, I'm, I'm sure it's like average. I think, um, I can't remember. Owen did a post recently about the average like 5k of a guy is like 34 I can't don't quote me on this like 34 minutes and for a woman it's like 37 minutes so not as quick as we think no there's this like weird and also running 5k full stop is still amazing but it's also we have that distance like for me it's like 5k 10k half marathon why and there's nothing in between yeah so my (laughs) if you wanted to get started and you feel like that pressure if you are just a complete beginner like 5k running for half an hour non-stop is amazing just get out like literally decide one day you want to go for a run Maybe wait for a nice weather day. Wait until you like you're setting yourself up to succeed. Like don't go out on a miserable day when you're feeling like shit. Wait until you're like more likely to enjoy it and just go for a run without your watch. Don't track it. Go like round your block and just like maybe check the time roughly or just go and see how it feels. Go as far as you want, as slow as you want and just see how you go. And then I was like next time, see if you can go 10 meters further. See if you can go for a minute longer. Can you do another lap? Could you like maybe go a little bit quicker? Like, could you walk for a minute and then go for a, like a like quicker minute? Just start so small, take the pressure right off. And then when maybe you are feeling a little bit more confident, maybe put your watch on and just see how far you're going or how fast you're going, if that's what you're aiming for. Or don't. If you just want to run, just run. You don't need to post it on Strava. Like, cool, I love a Strava kudos, like a big fan, but you don't need to put it out there like no one needs to know that you're running you don't need to prove anything to anybody I think just starting small because wherever you start you can just still build on that even if that is you can run for 30 seconds one amazing for just getting up and out yeah huge and then maybe next week you can run for 40 mm. and then do that for a couple of months you'll be running for 10-15 minutes and then give it you'll get there it doesn't matter where you're starting I think there's this whole thing of doing this 30 minute 5k mm. and that's why I gave up so many times because I felt so far off of that yeah and I didn't feel like that was like a valid run if I wasn't running that pace for that yeah I think that's so key to just kind of take away any like external measures that we use and just do something that's good for you yeah just like if you've got like if say you live near the sea can you like run along the sea just having a nice little time Mm. like I'm kind of selfishly asking you this question for (laughs) myself because I used to be quite a good runner Mm. so my mom got me into running like we do like race for lives and things and then we used to do park run like every weekend and then one time got quite speedy at that and someone Mm. said you should come down to Stratford Athletics which is the athletics club in my local town so I joined the endurance athletics club so we were training for like 800 meters or 1500 meters so I'd compete in that a bit so I was doing, I was doing pretty good. Yeah, like solid. So good. 20K, 20K, <laughs> 20 minute 5K. Speedy. Uh, but then honestly, so that was probably about 16 then. And it's like with every year I've got like a minute mm. slower. And so now I've kind of put it off because I'm like, well, I'm nowhere near as good as I used to be, which is, it's silly because it's why am I comparing my 23 year old self to my 16 year old self who was yeah. running three times a week? Whereas actually I know I do enjoy it but I'm kind of I need to just like drop the ego a little bit and it's really hard though it's so much easier said than done but like it's the whole thing of comparison yeah exactly it's just wild like that's so fast and like I don't want you to be comparing to anybody else but like I would never dream of running a 20 minute 5k or 23 like Mm. that's amazing but pace is so individual distance like if I think again you have to come back to your why like why do you want to start running again like do you want to run because you do want to beat your 16 year old pb no, that's not my that's not my goal. And also I'm not in the same 
body as I was exactly then, so. and your lifestyle's different 100% exactly you've got a job now like and again as girls so much changes yeah there's just so much to it and also I had to drop this as well this summer because I was like especially with this injury I was obviously hoping to beat my London marathon time in Lisbon and I just had to drop that because my lifestyle one has been so different because I just decided this holiday that I wanted to go in and I wanted to go on all of these holidays eat out I wanted to like have drinks and I was like you know what why am I running this marathon why am why have I signed up for this again? And I had to be really honest with myself because everything in me wanted to be like, I'm gonna do sub four. I'm gonna beat my time. I'm gonna do this. And I thought, but why am I running this marathon? Mm. Am I an athlete going for a time? Or do I wanna run down the coast in Lisbon and do twenty six miles for twenty six years? That's why I'm doing it. And then have an amazing holiday with my friends. And as soon as you like like are honest with yourself about your actual goals and why you wanna do it, adjust the way that you act and adjust your expectations and it just oh, suddenly feels Yeah it's hard to accept that with yourself. I think it just comes down to being honest with yourself. So if you are like, I want to start running because it feels amazing. Mm. Maybe just go without your watch. Who cares? Like if you know a 5k route around you and you want to run 5k, maybe map it out, leave the phone at home, leave your watch at home and just run that 5k. Who cares how fast you did it? Yeah, that is such good advice because I think, especially when you're someone like me and you who spends a lot of time like on social media and like looking at people who are kind of doing similar things for for you be like other people who are running and stuff then you kind of get swept away with their goals and their plan Mm -hmm. and then you forget actually why am I doing this for me yeah and I I am going to put my trainers on and I am going to go for a run and just kind of let go of this pressure yeah that I need to be as good as I was six years ago yeah. or I need to be as good as somebody else who's training consistently and just yeah enjoy it and absolutely no shade to the people who do run crazy fast and crazy far oh all respect and them. also if your goal was to beat your 16 year old like pb amazing yeah you would like I mean get a plan that you there's no there's nothing stopping you doing that mm. absolutely nothing you're I can guarantee you're more than capable of doing that mm. if you were honest with yourself that that was what you wanted to do and then followed the plan and then do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's so exactly. doable. I think it's just kind of, I think people put this pressure on to like, they want to run because it's going to make them feel good, but then act as if they want to run because they want to get a, a like 20 minute 5k and then they get frustrated that they're not hitting their goals, but like, but you're not acting in, in like accordingly to yeah. what you actually do want to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no shade to either goal. No, <laughs> like, exactly. All of the goals it's, are. Just, it's just personal to you. And I think yeah. that's the important thing. And that is kind of what this podcast is all about. Like, being the best version of yourself yeah it doesn't I'm not trying to tell people how they should live and Mm. how they should act it's just do what's going to make you feel good absolutely so you're doing Lisbon next week next Sunday how are you feeling about it I'm just so excited to go for a run. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't believe it's going to be your first run for I so know. long. I did like a 3K with my run club and I like, it just, it didn't hurt. I just felt it again. My okay. like, IT band, I was like, it's just not worth it. Because all I want to do is run on race day. Sure. Like that's so much more fun. And if I need to walk it, I will walk it. Like I'm not fussed about it. It's so fine. Um, I'm also just really excited because it's going to be my first solo trip, which is also one of the things on my like goals list really? to do. So I'm flying tomorrow. I'm on my own for three days in Lisbon, which I'm well, so obviously that's, I mean, I'm going to be done by now. It's just like outing that I was going to be on my own. Um, I'm so excited about it. To go and do something on my own. That's another thing on my things to do before I turn 26. So nice, solo yeah. trip. And then two of my like really close friends are flying out and running it with me. So I'm oh just excited that's what I mean by there's so much more to running than just actually running. Like that's I wouldn't be going to Lisbon if I wasn't into running because I wouldn't be I wouldn't have booked this marathon. Like 
I'm just excited to run in a new place, run in the sun. It's supposed to be like 33 degrees, so I'm also feeling a little bit stressed. Oh, gosh. Back to 50. Ordered some electrolyte tabs, like, need to make sure I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I also just, like, love the running outfit. I'm just excited for the whole thing of it. There's so much more to it, and, like, we're all going to go for a drink after, and then it's my birthday the day after, so I just am excited for the whole... It's so much more than just a race for yeah, me now. Yeah, exactly. That's like a whole trip. And yeah. also like you're ticking things off your bucket list as you go, which yeah. is something to be proud of. Yeah. And this, yeah, this episode will be out by the time you've done it. Yeah. But I guess, <laughs> good luck. Thank you so much. Um, Something I have been thinking about recently, and I'm not quite sure how to word it properly, mm. is this idea of dealing with increased standards for yourself. Yeah. So... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As we make progress in a certain area, take running, for example, our standards increase because the bar gets higher. So as you couldn't run 5K before, you're now trying to do 20K or 30K. Is this, have you felt that kind of pressure? And if so, how do you not lose perspective on how far you've come? It's so hard. I'm actually really not struggling with it. Like I've been thinking about this a lot the last few weeks because I just think it's mad how I used to dream of running a 5k, a 10k. And then suddenly you catch yourself. I think I said this when I ran the Hackney half, I was like, I used to be like people who just run a half marathon. Like that's disgusting. Like who just talk about it so casually. And then suddenly I became that person. Oh, only a half. Yeah. I'm just like, I was just a half Like in this marathon training. I was like, so excited for my half marathon because it was deload week wow and I was like wait a second but it's so easy to get swept up in it and lose sight of it and I think it comes down to partly like a personality trait of like from what I've gathered talking to people this week it's very much an overachiever thing where like yeah, there's always more high there's always something like mm. always on to the next thing like, I, I'm quite I'm trying to work on it right now getting better at like giving myself credit for how far I've actually come but it's so easy not to, I don't know where that comes from yeah but I'll like forget even like the last year how far I've come but I've got quite good at I've lost track of it a little bit since this injury because I've just been a bit out of routine but like I used to set monthly goals and I would always check back on them but like even stuff like my 25 425 my 26 426 list that make that's quite a good way for me to realize how far I've come because things are a year ago felt so unachievable and felt like such huge goals or even looking back at the things I want to do before I was 25 compared to the things I've done almost turning 26 and it like just reminds you of like how far you have come. I think it just comes down to writing them down and just giving yourself a little bit of space to 
reflect on it but it is so hard I think we all do it like the grass is always greener like as soon as you've achieved one goal like me booking Lisbon before I'd even finished London that's crazy what is that about when in January the idea of running a marathon was insane like and it is insane it's just so easy to be like yeah okay so what am I doing next even now I'm like what's my next challenge like shall I try and shall I try and cycle let me live in it and exactly I don't yeah. know why. enjoy it and be proud of yourself yeah but I think it is really difficult and I definitely think it's that high achiever mm. mentality which is a blessing and a curse I think for yeah. people that I've spoken to as well something else you did that I think is really bold and you mentioned earlier is kind of taking the leap to start your own business yeah. and make that your thing yeah scary yeah talk me through that transition because yeah I think there will be people listening who maybe want to do that but mm. are kind of afraid or they don't really know how yeah so I was I will absolutely put this out that I'm in a very fortunate position that I wasn't paying rent at the time so like I'm very aware I had that privilege for sure I just felt so unfulfilled in every job I'd ever tried I felt mm. so unsatisfied like again it was never I don't know I just always felt like I wanted to do more I wanted more creative freedom I wanted to be able to like work on my own terms because I'd I, heard you say as well that you kind of buried that creative part of you when mm, you were in those jobs maybe yeah just like dies off I felt so uninspired like all the time and I don't even I'm not even again shade to a nine-to-five because I quite often find myself romanticizing a nine-to-five like, oh my god the stability Routine. like yeah how <laughs> lovely is that but then I like look back and I I don't know. It's a bit of a funny one. And I do feel really lucky that I had the opportunity even to explore the option of going self-employed. Um, but I just felt so uninspired by it all. And so I also am like, I am money motivated. That's just like, I don't think that's a bad thing. And I'm also super like impact driven. Like I knew I wanted to have an impact on people's lives. Like growing up with my parents, like they've always both been very passionate about like having a good impact on the world and on people. And I think that definitely yeah, came nice. through in me. And so I thought I was like trying to think of a, any kind of business I could make that could combine all of that. And I was like, okay, well, I love the gym. That can like help change people's lives, especially like I have a history of disordered eating and it was something that I felt I could use the things that I've learned to help other people. And then also have that creative freedom and have some more time flexibility and also like have a bit more like money potentially, like yeah. figure it out. And so I qualified while I was working this other job. Like I just studied online in the evenings after work and then... It didn't just happen overnight either. Like I came mm. back from traveling in July and was like sat in my room on my iPad, like making these little like, like graphics for my Instagram. Like, so like if I look back at my first, again, don't wait till you're good to start. My first reels were shocking. Like everything was so bad, <laughs> but like, I'm just so glad I started and like lost that. Um, and I was just like building up so slowly. I worked these part-time jobs. I was working at the reception on my gym. Was working these freelance marketing roles to like fund that. So, yeah. and I know that you mentioned this as well. Like you're working your job to like fund the podcast. You're like it's studio hours. Like yeah, you're like funding yeah. your passion project. And I love that. I think that's so exciting. It was something my mom had to remind me of actually because I had recorded a podcast and I was really emotionally overwhelmed mm. and then I had to go and do a waitressing shift and I was on the phone to my mom as like, I really don't want to go yeah she was like Ruby remember that your wages go towards paying for the studio and I thought okay if that's the way I have to look at it for now yeah fine yeah because it's true yeah and like doing that you will look back and you'll be like that was and you will learn so much for it and it's so good that you're having I think it's really important that you are having to like work for it it's showing how much it is worth to you like mm -hmm. Working those waitressing shifts, like, it's probably not your favourite thing to do in the no, world. No, no, no. And again, I'm like lucky that I can throw some money at this studio. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I'm still having to do the job. Yeah, exactly. But so I did that and then it kind of got to a point where I told myself I had to match my income from my business with my part-time job. Oh, okay. Until I was like willing to go. I had to be matching it, if not more, before I could go self-employed. And I did that in January and then I had like a bit of a crisis and I was like, what am I doing? I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I'm never going to be able to buy a flat. And I started doing this whole thing where I was like spiraling about like the path most traveled and like, I should be finding a boyfriend and like getting settled down and like being like having a stable job so I can get a flat and doing this and not going like rogue at 25. Mm. I was like, what am I doing? And I started applying and interviewing for all of these jobs and I got I got really deep into this really cool job that I thought was like my dream job so I did geography at uni and I was like really into going into like sustainability analysis and like working for like they're not like I always wanted to do something like mathsy but with a sustainability aspect anyway so I got really far into this like job interview process for a sustainability analyst role at this big investment back in bank in London money was good progression was good they were going to train me up and I like fully was like built the reclub up to a point where I could have gone full time and then freaked the fuck out. Wow. And I was like, no. That's crazy. I was like, I, what am I doing? I was like, absolutely not. And I got offered this job in March. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was sat there with this offer on the table with my clients and I like had both of them, which is amazing. Like that's wild again. But you've back. worked for both. Yeah. And I was just sat there and I was like talking to people about it and like everyone I was talking to was giving me this opinion and I just didn't I wasn't listening to any of it because I just didn't know what I should should be doing. Yeah. I was like, do I take the stable job? Do I take the like people be like, oh, that's a good job. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like really panicking about what to do. And I, I kept pushing and signing this contract and I felt so bad for the recruiters. And I'm like, sorry. Um, and I just kept pushing back. And I was like, I can't sign the contract. I'm just reading over it. I was like, I'm just like reviewing it. And I was just sitting on it for like a week. Cause I was like, do I go, do I back myself? Do I go all in, like be in charge of all of my own income? Or do I take like a really nice, stable, actually quite a good job? Yeah. Good job. And I ended up turning down the job. What was, was, why do you think? I don't know. I think because also in March, my content had like, I was getting somewhere. Sure. I think I was like close to like maybe 10k followers. And I was like, oh. This could like could be something. So this could also like help the reclub. Like, oh, I was like, maybe. Like, had no idea what it could possibly be. And I was like, right, there will always be a nine to five. There are, I mean, I'm very, again, I'm very fortunate that I do have like experience in other jobs and I did like do have a degree. So finding a job, while yes, can be really, really hard, either they're not going anywhere. A nine to five isn't going anywhere. These big corporate companies aren't going anywhere. This like little wave that I was riding of like training for London Marathon, making content, having built my business to the point where I could go full time, I was like, that could go somewhere. That, and I'm in a position, a very fortunate position where I could take that risk. And not everyone does have that opportunity. That's so interesting. I feel like everything you're saying is like really chiming with the conversations that I've already had. Really? Yeah. And I sat down with a guy called Hercules who shared amazing life advice on this podcast. Mm. And he said, when you have to make a difficult decision, lay the options out in front of you and yeah. choose the one that's most uncomfortable. Yeah. Because that's probably where the most growth is going to come from. Love that. And that's yes. kind of what you did. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And that's yeah. literally, this is why I think marathon training changed my life so much because I think marathon training if it taught me anything is to get really fucking comfortable being really fucking uncomfortable (laughs) and I think that's transferred into so many other aspects of my life that I never ever thought was possible so stuff like that decision I was like right 
I could really take this risk and it's scary as and it's probably uncomfortable. And also if I fail, I felt like I'd be so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, it's all on me. But yeah, look how I was like, what if it, what if it did go how you want it to go? And it's gone better. And I think that's something like, I didn't even think content was going to be my job at that point. Like I had no idea. No idea. I did an Instagram caption that was like, oh, but what if it doesn't work out? And then it's, but what if it turns out better than you ever imagined? And I think as well, there's something to be said for like, our generation there's a slight pushback I feel to a normal nine-to-five job and again that's not to hate on those jobs or the people that are doing those jobs but I think because we live in this world of social media there's so many more options for starting a business scaling a business yeah you know creating um a social media profile around Mm -hmm. something you're passionate about whereas just a few decades ago if you wanted to start a business you'd have to like send flyers out or like put so something different. on like I don't know like a uh, news wall or something whereas yeah. now like you kind of have it at your fingertips yeah. so it's like why not try and make yeah. it work and I see also, what can happen I massively think that it's not for everyone like sure. I have so many friends who have worked so hard at uni and they're in their dream job they wanted at uni and it's like a nine to six and they love it and they are so good at it and yeah. I love that for them I think it's about are you fulfilled? Yeah. And I was just so unsatisfied mm. with what I was doing. And like right now, and I also, I say this all the time, like it might not be forever. Like, and I also had to take that pressure off of like, it's okay to like, it's amazing if it does turn out better than you expected, but it's also okay if it fails. Like it you is tried. also okay. Yeah. You Which gave your best amazing. shot. And you don't want to look back in like 10 years. And like, Cause if I, I kept thinking, right, if I do get to 30 or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I had that opportunity to like give that a go and I didn't do it. I would always regret that. Sure. Even if it did fail, I was like, even if I, you know what, I go full time, I try and do this content thing and it fails. At least I try. Like, yeah, it might, I might have felt embarrassed for a month or two and like, I might have, it might have been again uncomfortable. I probably would have learned a bigger lesson from that. Like, the things that have gone wrong in my business, like when I've tried a new launch and it's failed, you learn so much. Exactly, you always learn. Exactly. And when a bit, when a con- bit of content doesn't resonate the way that I intended it to, or like, content's a bit of a funny one because I feel like it's always the ones you think where, this is going to do so well Does and it, it flops. Yeah. And then you put out some random video and then it, people really like Well, it. this is it because I had a massive spiral when I was injured because where I did make this whole life decision of like my career and marathon training was all based around running and then yeah. suddenly I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was like, brilliant. I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do? And then I like really spiraled end of last week, really spun out about all of it because also where my job and everything is now so intrinsically linked to like what I'm doing and like how I'm feeling and me sharing that kind mm. of thing. I was just like massively spinning out and I was making content that I thought people wanted to see, but it felt so on me. Yeah. And I was like, why am I doing this? But then you did do a video about I've had a really tough week and it showed the more emotional sides. And I yeah. think that is also amazing content. People well, this see is it. I was like, why reality. was I just honest? And sure. the amount of DMs I got and they were like, I feel the exact same. Oh and gosh. I was like, this is why. It just like, you. it took me right back to my why. It just like, literally, I was like, I got so swept up I got like if we were done this podcast a week ago it would have been an entirely different conversation because I had just completely lost sight of like why I'd started doing any of it and even then I went away I went to Copenhagen last weekend on like a random last minute trip and again it was just a whole new perspective of like I have so many more hobbies like Mm. running isn't my life I'm not an athlete it's so fine like yeah people just like to see people doing their life and I also think that's quite like 
can be quite inspiring like I'd love to encourage people to like go bold and book a last minute trip if you have the capacity to do so like go see the world go learn something new go do something fun that you just want to do for no reason other than the fact that you want to do it like that's so much yeah, fun yeah I love that and I think we kind of shoebox ourselves that's mm-hmm. the problem and particularly for you like yeah your running content's done really well so it makes you think oh but I can't do anything else but actually I like I love the lifestyle things you post and like here's some food places to go and here's my like 48 hours in Copenhagen yeah. like all of that yeah also says a lot about like who you are rather than just someone that likes to go for long runs exactly and that's also that when I started the Re club and started online coaching it was because I wanted to help girls not shoebox themselves and not 100% and yeah. like make it whole life so I think like how can you eat out and still feel your absolute best and how can you go on all these holidays and feel your absolute best like mentally mm. and physically and in the way that you look and all of that stuff like how can you fit exercise and wellness and all of that amongst your lifestyle because we're also like girls in our 20s like I don't want to I don't want to commit my entire life to just running yeah. so it was just a really it was a massive like revelation on the like on the, on the plane back from Copenhagen I was like right you are so fine we're oh, okay I, love that. I mean that is just amazing to have such like a change in mindset yeah about yeah getting injured and not being able to post the content that you want I just wanted to bring up something you touched on briefly about mm. being able to go out and enjoy food and yeah making that a big part of your lifestyle because I know that you're a nutrition coach Mm -hmm. how has that changed your perspective on food I guess and having a good relationship with food so I feel like we we're like same age aren't we yeah 23 so we like grew up the like back end of diet culture Mm -hmm. and social media I feel like I feel like I felt it hard but I just felt there was no information out there on like understanding just food for like what it is in like terms of there's no bad, I know everyone always says it, there's no bad, there's no good food. Like, I fucking love to eat out. Yeah. It's like my biggest hobby. Like, I absolutely love to do it. I love finding the best food spots anywhere I go. I and went, actually, yesterday I went to that um, bakery called Layla in Nottingham. Did Hill. you? I saw it, it was amazing. Unreal, went there. I had four pastries. Like I could have so, eaten all of them. They were so good. Yeah. Expensive, but so good. <laughs> um, and I just feel like, well, I did struggle with disordered eating for like a lot, a big part of my life from like 15 to like, 23 and I do like I feel like it's a forever thing right you'll always be like learning and unlearning things but I think the main reason I did struggle with that was because I had no concept of just how to eat like how to eat not normally but like that was best for me in terms of like sometimes saying yes to eating out all the time and like going on holiday and being able to fit that into just like part of my life so and then also knowing when to say no to stuff like that and then just like having a home-cooked meal because I know it's gonna help I do think it's a tricky balance to strike like it isn't easy and it's like different for every single person depending on your priorities and your lifestyle and like your hobbies like for me my priority isn't like to be the leanest person ever or like to eat 100% for my performance like I just want to eat because I love to eat and it tastes good and that makes me feel really good as well whereas I think at one point I'd get so caught up in food wouldn't make me feel good because it wouldn't make me look good and it's like actually that's so true it's so like wrapped up in that I think it's all like it is linked obviously it's massively linked but I I feel like it just takes a lot of like understanding food like I'm especially with my clients as well I'm not a massive advocate for tracking but I also think it's a fantastic tool to like understand food and like have a really good understanding of the nutritional content of things like I don't think anybody should do it forever personally because I think there's just so much more to food than the numbers. But I do think it's a great way of understanding like what you can and can't fit into your, or like less optimally fit into your yeah. lifestyle and your diet to also get you to your goals. But again, I think it comes down to being honest with your goals and adjusting mm. the way that you act accordingly. Exactly. Because I've really recently started um, 
with an online coach. Mm-hmm. And so obviously she's given me um, nutritional goals, not yeah. like a set meal plan, but it is um, kind of another thing I'm figuring out. It's like, okay, I want to eat optimally because I want to you know, feel good and enjoy yeah. my sessions. But again, like I love food. Yeah. So I don't want to say no to meals out and I don't want to say no yeah. to pastries. So it's just learning how can you kind of keep everything balanced so that you have a good relationship. Yeah. With it. And there is that buzzword of balance. And I like, I'm, I preach it all the time, but it's so different for everybody. Like balance on one person oh, won't look the same. Yeah. And I also think it just comes down to, I went the other way. So I went from a super restrictive diet to actually being like no food rules, which I actually do think can be just as toxic, to be honest, being like complete, like food freedom. Yes, obviously like no foods are off limits at all. But I went from being like, I can't eat this, this, this to this being like never saying no. And I Mm. think that harmed my relationship with food just as much as saying no to Mm. everything. Mm. And so I have had to work to be like, actually, sometimes I don't need to have two cookies. Like, yeah, delicious. Love that. And like sometimes, yes, but also sometimes saying no is like the right decision for yeah, your and mind like, and your yeah, body and like making respecting those, your yeah, body massive about self-respect like sure and yeah if you are like if you have a aesthetic goal which is also so fine if you have a performance goal eating optimally to help you achieve those goals there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing toxic with that that's literally just like science it's just mm. how our bodies work yeah but i'm currently in a mindset where i'm not that fast and i've shifted my mindset massively more to be how i feel mentally and enjoying food especially yeah. the summer like I'm sure it will change like maybe in a month like when I'm I'm going away like maybe my goals will change and that's so fine I think it for me it just came down to especially like qualifying as a nutrition coach massively helped me because understanding all of that on a deeper level has been amazing and I think you kind of unlearn rules that you've set for yourself yeah and I was, I was speaking to somebody about this recently who's also like a she's in the content world and like we it's like the sub 35k we've like made these rules that they're not even rules like where has that come from and we'll like put like oh can't have this after this time or like oh my god I couldn't have like those like two bagels in a day yeah it's so weird random things that you don't even realize are like a a rule yeah you kind of have put them on yourself I feel like I could talk about this for ages yeah rather go down a hole rant about this for ages um because I know you said that when you did when you did one of these posts you almost didn't want to add to the chaos of it but I think which is such a good word because it does feel like that sometimes but I think the stuff that you post just feels really honest but also helpful and I really like like, that yeah I really struggled not struggled I was really in two minds about posting about anything to do with food for a really long time in case it's like triggering yeah something but also it's one of those things where you can't control how other people consume your content so I can put out as many warnings as I like but I also have no control over how anybody else feels about my content but I am trying now to post about food and not always comment on it. And like, just it's like, a part of your life. Yeah. Not be like, oh, I had this because this. I've like, again, with this whole in like content world being new to me, I like justify parts of my life quite a lot. I'm like, oh, I did this because this. I'm training for this because this. And it's like, oh, I've actually just gone out for dinner. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, it's like I had, yeah. I had, I like shared three pastas with my <laughs> friend. Like, we went out, we had four pastries. Like, I don't need to just justify that. I don't like, oh, I'm going to have a salad for lunch because that's going to be like, I'm just eating that. That's okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to like just, and I have had a few messages about it and I'm like, okay, the message is like coming across. Like, that's good. People are like, it's really nice to just see somebody just eating. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just eating out, having a good time. Also sometimes eating at home and I love to eat at home. I love to cook food. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, both. yeah. It's, it's all balance. Just to wrap this up, mm-hmm. um, 
First of all, what's next for you? I hear you're going off to Australia. I am. So I go to Lisbon tomorrow morning. Okay. There for a week running the marathon. Then I come back home for four days. And then I'm going to Australia for six weeks. Bali for three weeks. Home for Christmas. Amazing. So excited. Yes, I'm going to... um, Australia with my friend Lucy which I'm very excited about we're just like living traveling it's not gonna be like backpacking like we're like gonna stay put I'm gonna be like really just like soaking up a place like I've lately found I really enjoy like having a base and just like I'm gonna find a gym I'm gonna be like running down like Bondi Beach and like trying all the brunch places and just like that's been on my list of things to do as well like Australia and I just really want to go and do that and then Bali I'm going on my own for a few days and some friends are flying out. So just so much fun. Oh, just so going exciting. to hopefully make some fun content videos, but also just do a trip because it's been on my list to do for ages. And I've worked really hard this year and I feel like I'm just excited to go away. And yeah, then exactly. next next year is wide open. I actually don't know what I'm going to do. I'm sure I'm going to f- squeeze in some fitness challenges in there, some holidays. Who knows? Perfect. So... The last thing I want to ask, which I ask everybody, is if you had to give one piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? Um, It would be, don't wait until you're good to start. Just start, start small, start now. Just literally start. Perfect. I feel like that sums up everything. Mm. I feel bad so I put you on the spot with that one. (laughs) Um, But I love that. Um, I just wanted to say that... I mean, it's so nice to have had this conversation. And it's funny because I feel like over the last few months, I've really started following people like yourself and Lucy and and Jenny, who's coming on the podcast, because you all post such like positive content. And it's been such a nice reminder for me that running is something to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I think, like I mentioned, after doing athletics and stuff, it always just felt really hard and difficult And even on social media, like the only people I saw doing long distance running was like David Gogging. Yeah. Who were just like shouting swear words at you. Yeah. Running in front of a camera. And so I just love your content because I think you make running look fun, but you also make life look fun. Oh. And I know it's a bit of a highlight reel. Yeah, absolutely. But I just think. Lowlights too. Yeah, I I think it's really nice. And I think it's just positive and it's, it's something that everybody should follow more of so thank you very oh, much well I love your podcast thank you so much for having me on <laughs> where can people go if they want to find you or check out your business so you can find me on Instagram at Rihanna Crisp and on TikTok at Rihanna Crisp X because somebody stole that name <laughs> stole your name um, and then my business is called The Reclub we do events um, I'm going to be doing some run clubs in Australia so be sure to give us a follow um, I'm also on YouTube at Rihanna Crisp I'm going to be vlogging Lisbon and Australia so come say hi perfect thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for having me thank you so much everybody for listening i really hope you enjoyed this conversation with re if you did make sure to come back next week because i have another exciting episode with another runner on social media anyway i will see you then bye for now Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 